Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions and the extraordinary competitors that make them happen. I'm Kim. And I'm Ted. Thanks for joining us. Well, we hope you got to hear our last episode. It was our Christmas in July spectacular. It was a real treat. We covered the National Gingerbread House competition. If you missed it, go back and give it a listen. I would recommend that you use CastBox. Rochambeau is supported by CastBox. It's a fantastic app and it makes it really easy to search for your new favorite podcast. Yeah, it's really cool and very intuitive. So, hey, we encourage you to go give it a try. But now, today's episode, Wife Caring. When they say, saddle up. Saddle up. We just saddled up. I bend over, get my head in between her legs. She is behind me. And her legs are wrapped around his neck. I am upside down. And both of my hands are actually grabbing a hold of my own thighs. I am a human backpack. The wife's head is facing the male's butt. Down around my rear end, so I make sure to not have beans or anything before. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a professional twister tournament. <laughs> but alas, this competition, Wife Carrying, has a little bit of a darker history, uh-huh. at least a darker history than Left Foot Blue. Right, let's hear it. All right. The sport of wife carrying came from Finland, and the legend behind it says that a robber named Herko. Ted, help me out. <laughs> Herko Rosvo Rankanian. That's amazing. Um, so this robber named Herko, that aside from his regular thieving, he did some wife thieving too. It was said that he and his hooligans would go to different villages and they would steal things, including other people's wives, mm. and then carry them back to their hideout in the forest. That's terrible. Was this back in like the Middle Ages or something? No. sadly it dates back just a couple of hundred years but this is the stuff of legends we're not sure of the accuracy it's really unclear how much is actually true but what we do know is that today wife carrying is just a sport that's good-hearted fun with 100 percent willing female participants absolutely the first modern day wife carrying event was held in finland in 1992 This world championship is now held each July in, oh my gosh, help me out, Ted. You're on your own. No. San Kajarvi. Wonderful. (laughs) It's held in Finland. Finland. But the North American championship was started in 1999, and it's held in Maine at a ski resort called Sunday River. We talked to the events coordinator, Caroline Octera, to find out her take on the history of wife carrying. Where it came from was back in the tradition in Finland, um, there was this robber. Uh, his name was, I want to say, Rokening, Rokanian, and um, he had a band of thieves. I mean, all I could figure out is they stole women. Now, whether it was to act as a heavy sack um, for training for other you know, for being able to be thieves is one story I've heard. And the other story I've heard, it was just a, a bunch of really bad guys that stole other people's women. The truth may lie somewhere in between. Well, my name is Caroline Octera, and I am the events director here at Sunday River Resort in Newry, Maine, uh, where we play host to the North American Wife Carrying Championship. My understanding is what happened is the town of Bethel, which is about six miles from the resort itself, um, started the event. And um, after a few years, it got too big. So we moved it and we started hosting it at the resort itself. And since then, it's been it's been here and, and, and pretty strong. Every year we see about two, three thousand people come to watch it. That's a lot of people watching a lot of wife thieving. 
<laughs> I agree. We're no strangers to dark Nordic histories, but let's put this dark Nordic history behind us. Fair enough. So we'll move forward with the fun stuff. Uh, the right. consensual competition that is the sport of modern day wife carrying. All right. The basic rules are, so it's a man and a woman. No, they don't have to be married. Um, and we had one couple, uh, a media person came up one year and she basically made, we made an announcement and said, anyone who wants to carry this lovely woman through the course and all of a sudden, five minutes later, she was getting these awkward positions with a guy she just met, you know, um, <laughs> And then we've had people that have been married 25, 30 years that have done it, you know. So so it, it it's all gamuts. And they can carry their woman or a man can carry or a woman can carry a man anyway. They just cannot touch the ground from the time they leave the, cor- the start of the course to the finish of the course. A lot of people do the Estonian carry so their wife is upside down on their back. Picture this. So picture everybody knows what a piggyback is, right? Right. You know, you grab their legs and you're kind of going along. That's actually one of the carries you can use, but it's it's weak. Um, the Estonian carry is picture doing that, but taking your your partner, pluck him off their back, and then turn him upside down and put him back on. So now the wife's head is facing the male's butt, and her legs are wrapped around his neck, and he is holding on to her feet, her calves, and she is reaching around her his waist. So it's almost like she is like this satchel. She's like know? a cape. She's yeah. like a, a wife cape. Right, right, right. It's one way of looking at it. And it's the easiest way to carry. It's the most efficient way to carry because a lot of the men, some men will hold on to their feet. A lot of the women will actually reach around and grab their own like calves to kind of act as this knapsack. Oh, wow. And um, But a lot of men, what they'll do is they use their arms to pump. So, you know, when they're running... They're exaggerating that pump. They are going nuts with their arms to try to get momentum because you're going uphill. You got 120 pounds on your back, so it, it, it's it's pretty fun to watch. Wow, that is a crazy carry. I'm not quite sure I understand that. It's a wife cape. That really clears it up. Thank you. Back to Caroline. <laughs> so the course itself is we had two hurdles. We had one water obstacle. So it was like a big mud puddle, but it was about, for the guys, it was about waist deep. And we had, at the end, it was just a big pile of sand that they had to navigate over before they went through the finish. And um, if they drop their partner, then um, that's five seconds off their time, which honestly, if you drop your partner, you're not going to win anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Not only are you not going to win, but you just piss someone off you have to live with. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the, that's the basic rules. And at the end of the day, it's the fastest person wins. You know, we start out and it's always two couples against each other. And out of the whole field, the fastest four people, four couples go into the finals. And the bottom line is the person that's the fastest wins. That sounds pretty dangerous for the wife. Yeah, it sounds like you could easily get really hurt. Maybe that's why they call them hurdles. Oh, <laughs> Ted. Oh, oh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll make it up to you. You're going to like this. Guess what else they have at the event? What's that? Fancy dress. Remind me what fancy dress is? Fancy dress is fancy talk for costumes. There's some couples that like to just dress up and they may be like an Oreo or they may be Grover or uh, Batman. I mean, yes, there's people that absolutely love the dress up piece of it. And um, there's one couple, they come every year. He's like six foot five and she is probably, I don't know, five foot nine tall, right? And they don't do the Estonian carry. They do on the shoulders. 
like, you know, you put someone up on your shoulders. So to see them going across like the court. Like a chicken fight. Yeah. And they look like they're 15 feet tall. Oh. 15 feet tall. You know what I mean? Like, they're going around this court. And all you see, her head is bopping along because she's so tall. They have to duck to come through the finish. Wow. Have they ever placed? No, hell no. <laughs> they're so slow. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because everyone remembers them. You have some people that are super serious about it, but we also have folks that come every year and use it as a sort of a growing experience for the relationship. You know, um, I have one couple that comes year after year. I think they've done it for eight or nine straight years. And every time they come, it's like, God, if I drop her, it's going to be a divorce. But if I don't, it's going to be the best night of my life. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> And it's like these couples have this growing experience of like, you know, getting together, and doing something that kooky. Um, it's really neat to see. We've had wedding proposals at the finish, probably half a dozen. Yeah, because we always talk about folks and I'll see people year after year because I work the start of the race. And I'll be like, oh, you're still dating. It's five years now. Where's the engagement ring? Hello. You know, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're like my mother. I am. I'm not. I am that woman at the start that's on the mic wondering when they're getting married. It's so awkward for them. It's awesome. <laughs> that almost sounds a little bit mean. It's really good to hear people having fun and not just trying to win. Exactly. Speaking of, tell them what they've won. They win their wife's weight in beer, their wife's weight five time in cash. And wow. cool, yeah, it's kind of fun. So it's funny because you really want your partner to be light, but you also want to win a lot of beer and a lot of money. So it's kind of a happy balance there. It is growing so fast. Our event, which happens every Columbus Day weekend in October, uh, we have people coming from all over. I mean, Florida, California, Texas, Idaho. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty wild how people all around flock to this. And now when you hear wife caring, it's not really a, a secret as much. People are like, I've heard about that, you know? That was probably the best kept secret ever because I never heard of wife caring until very, very recently. Right. Same here until you mentioned it to me and said, hey, let's do the story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's just us because a lot of people know about it and it's drawing people from all over the country to compete. Yep. And competitors are traveling from race to race to compete. Like Elliot and Jenna, they have taken their hobby on the road. It's all we travel for. <laughs> yeah. um, Before last year, it was just Sunday River, which is about two hours away. And right. so then we did World, and this year we're doing Florida, London, Finland, yes. Sunday River, and we'll see what else comes our way. So maybe four this year, and yeah. that's a lot for us. I'm Elliot Story, and my wife, Jenna, and I are wife-carrying competitors. I think I first heard about it growing up. Uh, I think it started in Maine in the late 90s, and um, yeah, there's just always been such a good buzz around it. I had never heard of it, though. <laughs> what was your reaction when you did? Um, <laughs> well, he just said, I, I, it's kind of you know muddled in my brain, but um, it was so many years ago. But he said, I want to do this wife-carrying competition. He mentioned it when we first got together, because I think we've been together, what, 11 years now. And I didn't. I just kind of brushed it off, like didn't kind of ignored him as usual. And <laughs> And then we kept having babies, because we have... Four kids oh, now. Wow. And after our third child, we thought we were done. And he said, let's do a wife carry. And I said, um, okay. And then that was two weeks before we competed for our first time. So um, we kind of practiced, and it was 
a little bit painful at first. <laughs> Literally, physically, and like funny, painful. But um, <laughs> we figured out a few things pretty quickly, and it's been very fun from here on out. That's just <laughs> awesome. Did you guys experiment with different types of carrying, or did you go straight for the? Is it the Estonian that's so popular? The Estonian carry, but we we were wrong in our first few times. I basically was giving him the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I am upside down a human backpack and that confuses people because they have to wrap their brain around the fact that my legs I am upside down my thighs are right on the top of Elliot's shoulders and I have to hold myself in place with my own hands under his arms and I have to walk into my own inside of my knees Oh, yeah, but I can't give him the death grip around his neck or else he can't breathe. Right. <laughs> so funny. So when he told you about the competition, when you when you very first heard of it, what was your thought? Back in the dinosaur years where we really weren't into cell phones that much, so you didn't Google things, and there aren't really good pictures of it back in the past. It's only gained momentum recently. So, yeah, we I don't think we looked at pictures, I don't right? remember doing it. I no. think we just saddled up and the first thing we did was um he took the ottoman in our living room and he did step ups on it with me on top of him <laughs> and we were both exhausted <laughs> but for the woman's part people say yeah you just have to sit there but you just basically sit there and take it kind of because your legs are slamming on your guy's shoulders the whole time and a lot of women show up with padded like what are they? We've seen. We saw one woman pad her thighs with mm, towels, with like towels and yeah. foam, and you can do whatever you need to do to get through. <laughs> That's amazing, but I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around that carry. Like she said, a human backpack. She saddles up. Oh, that clears it up, right? I thought wife cape cleared it up. I didn't realize we had to keep working on this. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Anyways, Elliot and Jenna have been competing at wife carrying for a while, but Jenna still distinctly remembers the very first time she weighed in. You get weighed in? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. The first time we weighed in, because they weigh you in in front of everyone, and they weigh in the women. They weigh in the guys, but it's, it's all about what the woman weighs. And we didn't know this. Okay, we're coming in blind. Our first time, and I just had our third baby, and, you know, that's a little rough on a woman sometimes. But um, I'm 5'2", and the two weeks before we were going to compete, Elliot looks at me and he says, all right, we're signed up. What do you weigh? And I, I think I weigh, what did I weigh, 146? At the time, upper 140s. He looks at me and he says, can you get yourself down to 140 in two weeks? And I said, sure, I can take off about eight to 10 pounds in two weeks. But I was like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do this. So I stepped on the scale and I got so excited when I saw 137. The woman, I was like, eek. I did like, you know, I was like a little happy dance on the scale. And the woman leans over and she goes, don't worry, honey, there's a heavyweight category. (laughs) I turned around and I looked at Elliot and I was like, what the? I was so excited to have lost 10 pounds. And this woman just crushed my dreams. What is a normal weight for people who are doing this? Less than 100 pounds. So I am proud heifer out there. (laughs) I outweigh the other competitor wives by 30 to 40 pounds. I always beg Elliot to carry someone smaller, but he refuses. (laughs) That's an amazing story. I'm glad they weren't discouraged by that first weigh-in. They stuck with it, and it's taken them places. Places like Finland. Yay, Finland. Finland was a dream. Uh, you know, how, how often do you get to 
potentially be a world champion. So it was very exciting. We watched some videos, kind of tried to get some recon of the course, and uh, we planned a whole kind of honeymoon around around going. So it was super exciting. Uh, it would actually be our first hotel stay with no children. So uh, it was it was really exciting. And Finland really, is beautiful. Yep. People were great. Very nice. And uh, yeah, it was, but it was re- a little remote. Yep. Um, which was fine for us being from Maine. So we'd get there and it's a, like a, it's like a carnival. It's a really big regional event for them uh, and worldwide event, obviously. And, uh, you know, the world champion is there. And, and other, other champions are there. So that's the yeah, cool there were, part there at were Worlds. 15 or 16 national champions there. Sweden, uh, um, where Great else? Britain. Australia, everyone. Yep. Everyone shows up Germany, for this. Germany, Switzerland. Friday, we went up to the course and did some recon. Uh, we jumped in their water pit, which is a lot deeper than the one in the U.S. And there was that night they had a sprint competition, which we chose not to enter to try to save our energy. Um, but we noticed another American couple, the Florida champions, were entering the sprint, but he was struggling with his footwear. And so I said, oh, that's too bad. You should have gotten these shoes that I had. And so... This, it turns out his mother is from Finland, and he was actually able to get those shoes exact overnight. Exact shoes. Overnight. So Late this guy comes day. in and finishes second because Elliot decided to give out some help. <laughs> Man, this is like a legit competition. Indeed. And you have to be in really good shape for it. A lot of these competitors have a pretty solid athletic background. Um, well, so that's, I, I kind of thought we'd have a good shot because in college I got into the sport of strongman, like world's strongest man type contest. No fooling. <laughs> yeah. So he's really good friends with Bill Kazmaier, if you know him or have heard of him. I don't, but I will be Googling him in minutes. Kazmaier was indisputably the strongest man in the world. The first to win the contest three times. Bill Kazmaier probably was the strongest or is one of the strongest guys ever. Yeah. If we weren't on our way to a wife carrying contest, I would be at the Arnold Strongman Classic right now. Most of the events in Strongman take about a minute, and I knew from watching video that the wife carrying takes about a minute. So I, I said, well, I'm pretty good at giving it my all for a minute, so I think <laughs> we could do okay. And so what about you? Did you Do you have any sort of athletic background? <laughs> I, you, she says she's not athletic, but she's the most fit woman. I don't, like, I, don't like af- I don't like sports, I guess you should say, as in like, you know, baseball or football. It just doesn't interest me. I like... Physical. I like more stuff like this. Yeah, I'm an aerobics instructor, and I have been for 16 years, so I like all-encompassing things. And so you we, told me you were 5'2". How tall are you, Elliot? 6'2". So that's six a two. good... That's, for yeah. wife carry, you know, couples, you need to have a good ratio. That's, geometry is important. When we see people that don't match up, we discredit them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys both view yourselves as competitive people in general? Uh, Highly. We were, but... we were actually playing words with friends against each other um, <laughs> before you called. Oh, that's pretty cute. They really are competitive. Yeah, and their competitive spirit has paid off quite a few times. Well, I get on this giant seesaw, and then <laughs> on the other end, they just start stacking up cases of beer. And this year, I put our toddler on it with me. We could get... <laughs> and then the prize, uh, the cash prize, is five times the girl's weight. So it's another reason to weigh a little more. There was a winner that did get more, but I swear she, was, she had she rocks is, in her pocket. I don't know. Yeah. 
said they had announced when we won that that was the largest cash prize. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know. So, what do your friends think of the fact that you guys do this? Oh, tremendous support! They Every, love everybody loves it. That. Yeah, yeah. We always have the biggest crowd at at. Uh, Sunday River. That's awesome. And is it a festive environment? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, I'd say about half of the field is there purely for fun. And so a bunch of them will have their costumes. And then the other half is is competitive. Yeah, the competitive people usually show up in uniforms or um, (laughs) like us, we show up in our our jerseys. And then um, there's what's really cool is there's always never fails a proposal every year. Mm -hmm. Um, And Two years ago, our um, our good friends, they raced, and he sat on her by mistake. They fell in the Widowmaker. Oh. He sat on her in the mud pit, and they came through the finish line, a disgusting mess. And then he dropped to a knee and proposed, and then um, we just went to their wedding, and Elliot was the best man. Oh, the irony of getting dropped in a Widowmaker and then getting married. <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, our next couple knows a thing or two about getting dropped in the Widowmaker. Have dropped me in the what they call the Widowmaker is the the mud pit. Well, it's a nice soft landing for you. <laughs> That's not how I remember it. <laughs> I'm Greg Goodyear. Um, we try to compete, but we do it for fun. And I'm Wendy Hollenbeck. Um, most of the time it's fun. Uh, I've gotten dropped twice and then it wasn't so fun. <laughs> but, we've been, <laughs> but we've been doing it since 2008. Wendy and Greg are seasoned competitors. They've been doing the wife carrying event for over 10 years. And despite the occasional wife drop, they still love it. <laughs> and each other. Indeed. This might be one of those situations that Caroline mentioned, a, a growing experience for the relationship. <laughs> I think so, because they're really good sports about it. I'm five foot two. Did she say how old or how tall? Tall. <laughs> oh, I'm 5'10". Well, that sounds like a pretty good ratio for what you guys are doing then. Well, yeah. So there are, and most of the, the men are a bit bigger. Um, but I've got what I've got. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, honey. I'm only 5'10". I'm not 6'2 with three trunk legs. <laughs> we love uh, doing adventurous things. And, and this was perfect for us. We've cycled a lot, we've run a lot, and we swim a lot, and we do triathlons. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty athletic. I do uh, half Ironman triathlons and a lot of half marathons. So for this particular race, it, it's a lot more relaxing. It's a lot of fun. It's in um, October, Columbus Day weekend, so it's actually at the end of our race, our busy race uh, season. So it's kind of more just for fun. And it gets us in shape for the ski season somehow. I'm not sure how. But. <laughs> what do you guys do, if anything, to train? We don't do anything specifically to train for this. Um, we know a lot of people like get weighted vests and they, you know, but uh, we don't. We just show up and uh, just try to do the best we can. Although I think our running background and our, our you know, our triathloning helps. I mean, it certainly keeps us in shape and helps with endurance. Oh, I'm sure. How difficult was it to catch on the very first time? Did you guys experiment with different types of carries? No, we, we stuck to the Estonian carry, which everyone but a few people do. One guy carries his wife on his shoulders all the way, and he's like 6'3", and, and they do it for fun. So most people do Estonian, and that's what we stuck with. Greg is thin. And I'm flexible, so um, 
it actually works quite well because I have a pretty tight grip on him. I can get my arms right around him. Um, so I think it works well for us. I definitely would not want to do any other kind of carry. She is in front of me when when they say, what do they say, Wendy? They, they say saddle up. Saddle up. So she's in front of me. I bend over, get my head in between her legs, and I pick her up. So she is behind me uh, with her legs on my shoulders. And, and crossed. Yeah, crossed she crosses her legs, you. and then she reaches her arms around me and on her legs so i don't hold on to her at all my arms are free to you know kind of use to run with and both of my hands are actually um grabbing a hold of my own thighs so it's kind of a tight squeeze and it's it, it works well for us she is down around my rear end so i make sure to not have beans or anything before <laughs> <laughs> Men and fart jokes. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know, but still hilarious. But I think gastronomic issues are the least of their worries. This course does sound pretty daunting. It's a horseshoe-shaped course. It goes uphill at first, and every year, I swear, it gets steeper and steeper. Mm -hmm. And they have uh, one or two, what do they call it, logs to go over. And then they have this mud pit that's about 15 yards long, about waist deep. And steep going in, steep coming out, and then at the finish you run over up and over a sand pile to the finish. So it's 375 yards, they say. And those logs are higher than your waist, Greg. Yeah. So those are those logs are very hard to get over um, without dropping me. And, and yeah. But I've never dropped you over those. Nope. But you have <laughs> dropped me in the what they call the widowmaker is the the mud pit. Well, it's a nice soft landing for you. <laughs> That's not how I remember it. <laughs> but the good news is I popped right back on and we finished. That's the mud pit. It's 15 yards long, about 10 yards wide, and it's it's a steep incline going in. Sometimes it's steeper than others, so you have to be careful going in, and it's just sloshing around in this muck. Uh, and, and also rocks in there. Yeah, there's so. rocks and oh. muck and waste waist-deep water. Uh, you get to the other side, it's kind of a steep incline out, and you just hope she's still there when you get out. <laughs> that Mind is Mind you, intense. when I go in, I'm head first. Did your so head go not, underwater? Uh, it, it has. <laughs> no. But I popped back up. It's just part of, the, part of the race. Oh, my gosh. He did not drop me last year. Reprieve. So I'll be, <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back in October for our 11th year. Most years, there are 50 couples to do this race. They do two at a time. It really doesn't take that long. It's two at a time. And of course, it's a short course. So it's, it's about a minute to two minutes of uh, each two competitors going. So it's it's short, but brutal for me, I guess, <laughs> yeah. for him, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so back in the day when people wore costumes more, did you guys ever wear a costume? We did not. No, we have never worn costumes. No, I, I have. I don't want to fall. So <laughs> I'd, I'd like to grab a hold of the skin, my legs. So I don't like to have really anything over me. Some women have worn, um, well, what, Greg? They've worn wedding dresses. Yeah. They've worn all kinds of costumes. Wedding with... dresses and uh, uh, Viking outfits. Yep. and Darth uh, Vader. Dar yeah. yeah, Darth Vader. This very unique outfit. Yep. 
It's just a lot of fun. It's a fun day. Um, all, it seems that for the last 10 years, it's been pretty much sunny, uh, beautiful yeah. Columbus Day weekends. It's just, it's a fun place to be. Um, and, and it's a fun day. So I recommend people come as spectators or as competitors. Vikings and Darth Vader, man. Vikings and Darth Vader. It's all Vikings and Darth Vader these days. <laughs> well, there you have it, people. Wife carrying. Grab your spouse and get ready to saddle up for the 19th annual North American Wife Carrying Championship. It's coming up this Columbus Day weekend. Which is October 6th, by the way. Yep, at Sunday River in beautiful Newry, Maine. Find out more about this event and others at RochambeauPodcast.com. And listeners, thank you. Thanks for being you and listening like you just did. Good job. You are great. And if you like what you hear, please help us out. We're trying to build up our audience, and it's not that you're not enough. We just want more of you. Yeah, it's not you. It's us. It's us. It's totally us. So please, share this episode on social media. Tell a friend. Text it to your mom. Write it in a letter and send it to grandpa. Whatever. (laughs) Y'all, that plea comes from the heart. We are loving creating this podcast, but we are lost on how to promote it. So we're counting on you to do that for us. That sounds fair, right? Right. You're part of our team. Yeah, totally. Team Rochambeau. Yeah, Rochambeau. So take a second, subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend about it. You'll be our new besties. We also have to give a big shout out to everyone who so generously shared their time and stories with us. Big thanks to Caroline, Elliot, Jenna, Wendy, and Greg. You guys are amazing. Great talking to y'all. Good luck this year, everyone. All the music that you guys hear on this podcast is courtesy of our friends, Atlanta jazz funk legends, Cadillac Jones. They are awesome. We adore them. You can find out more about them on Facebook at CadillacJones.com. And if you ever get a chance to see them live, please don't miss out. And if you want a free album from Cadillac Jones... We're giving one away. All you need to do is tell us the craziest carry you could come up with. So we know everyone does the Estonian carry, right? And we know occasionally someone will do piggyback and a chicken fight. What would you do? How would you saddle up? (laughs) Keep it clean, people. If you guys send us suggestions, you might just get a Cadillac Jones album. All right, next time on Rochambeau, midget wrestling. No, good Lord, no, what? not midget wrestling. Not midget wrestling. Digit wrestling. Digit wrestling. Digit wrestling. What the hell is digit wrestling? Well, you'll have to tune in next time to find out. All right. Till next time, people. Goodbye. Overruled. <laughs> Overruled. Where's my gavel? I want my gavel.